I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is Blake Kennedy, Chief Product Officer of IntelliFlow. And we're talking about the financial advice gap that apparently exists for Gen Zs or Gen Zs, depending on which side of the pond you're on, and millennials. Now, IntelliFlow recently issued a survey that found nearly three in five wanted financial advice but didn't know how to access it. And this is even more true for younger generations. Why is it people have this blank spot where their money is, Blake? That's right. In our recent survey conducted by the Harris Poll, 59% of people uh, claimed that there were financial topics that they needed advice on, but they weren't sure how to find it. And that rings true for the generations that you cited, even more true than, than other age groups. So people 18 to 25 responded as high as 71%. And then my generation, people 26 to 41, responded at 72%. So it shows a significant gap that can and should be filled by financial advisors, but people just don't know how to connect with them. And they're often turning to sources where they get other information and advisors don't spend a lot of time in. So they're on social media, they're talking to friends and family, They do a lot of self-directed research on the internet because of the wealth of information that's out there. But when you're younger and you're just getting into financial advice, it's essential that you've got more guidance than that, that uh, you can have the expertise of a financial advisor helping you to navigate that landscape and, and know how and where to get started. This is a huge failing, and it's not just in the US, and it's not just in the UK. I get this wherever I talk to people in the world. It's a huge failing of, I guess, financial institutions or financial advisors because they're missing out on business that they might otherwise get. Why do people not understand that this gap exists and it needs to be filled? We've always been one of the more regulated sectors, right? And that regulation has probably impeded certain institutions and certain advisors from coming uh, more into the fold of social media more into the fold of content creation and production on the internet. And so I think that's, to to be fair to the industry, it's been hard to get your message out there in channels where people have moved quicker than, than regulations. I also think larger institutions are just harder container ships to move, right? They're very difficult to, to steer in different directions and understandably so. When you take the pace of technology, the pace of innovation, the pace of change in the world, and you pair that with that slowness to change, it's difficult to keep up. What's been a bright spot in the past two years is how things have accelerated on the use of technology front and enabling technology for advisors and customers in the channels where they want and should be communicating. So you've seen a ramp up of video technology, obviously, but you've also seen a ramp up of firms allow their advisors to use text messaging now. I get text messages from my advisor and that's much easier for me to communicate while I'm on calls and doing other stuff throughout the day than the traditional, here's a calendar invite, come into my office, we'll talk about things and then you'll go back on your merry way and and be financially well. I've got questions from time to time and then there's topics Uh, from time to time that I need to know about. So the last two years have opened up additional channels, opened up additional mechanisms, and then additional norms for people that firms have had to get behind to maintain connectivity to their customers. And that's positive for us all 
uh, over time. So clearly technology can enable and empower both sides. It can help with efficiency and it, it honors preferences for the younger generations on how they operate, where they operate and, and how they can get connected with financial advice. Is part of the problem the fact that a lot of people will think, oh no, he's going to want to sell me something? That's more of a challenge to solve at the financial advisor level and just retooling people's approach to how they prospect and how they connect with people. I still get LinkedIn requests all the time. Hey, I see that you changed jobs recently. I'd love to talk about your finances. And I'm like, if you if you looked at my CV, wouldn't you know that my finances are probably in pretty good shape and I've had a financial advisor for well over uh, you know two decades now. So I think you just get those folks that aren't as thoughtful about their prospecting approach and how they can use a myriad of different tools and methods these days to connect with people that doesn't reflect some of the ways that worked in the past. Nobody should be cold calling anymore. Nobody should be trying to sell product. People are not getting into financial advice based on product. They're getting into financial advice based on behavior and based on events that are happening in their life. And so your whole job is to recognize when to be there and to quickly step in to help to provide a solution to whatever the need is. If we look at this from the perspective of profiling a financial institution and what it needs to do to reach out to these people, say specifically the Gen Zs and the millennials, what is the set of tools they need? Can you be prescriptive? Yeah, so I think people earnestly need to think about content production and marketing and how they connect with their audience. So that can take lots of different shapes. You've got to think about search optimization. People are looking for information. Are they able to even find you? And do you have a digital presence online that helps them understand what you can provide? So that's one thing uh, that's more on the front side of the journey. Once they come into your solution, kind of at that marketing stage, you've got to quickly exchange some data for value. And you can do that through, for example, our open architecture and the APIs that we provide. You can stick something on your site that says, hey, want to see how financially well you are? And they can click on that and get some quick value back for a very limited data exchange. So any firm that doesn't have a digital storefront or a digital presence out there with a quick hook into a prospect is, is missing the boat and uh, very far behind the curve. The other thing that I think is important to the generations that we're talking about is there's too many folks in the financial advice space that haven't lowered the barrier of entry. Many of the respondents in the Harris Poll survey cited that they want a financial advisor, but they don't think they have enough money. And with where technology has advanced, you know, we can advise you with as, as little as $1,000. That shouldn't be happening. So we can lower that barrier through financial education, financial literacy, but also putting tools out there that help people understand we can help service you through technology, through self-directed advice with a financial advisor behind the scenes. And you don't have to have a lot of money to do that because that's low cost for the advisor. It's efficient for the person and what type of advice they're seeking and what they need if they've got a lower principle to start with. And then it provides a good relationship and connection that can grow over time. Instead of advisors having to work so hard to try to find those people after they've already found ways to grow their money or invest their money somewhere else. 
I think that's a key point. It, there is nothing wrong with taking on a customer that doesn't have very much money now. No, nothing the wrong. The operative word being now, because that doesn't mean they won't have very much money in the future. Yeah, and it's been proven over and over again. If you look at some of the self-directed financial institutions that have grown really rapidly, it's a misconception that they've grown because they've gone out and found new money and brought that into a self-directed solution. What's actually happened is they've looked at their client base across their firm and they said, many of these folks would be more efficiently served in a self-directed channel and we can maintain connectivity to financial advisors while also increasing capacity for those financial advisors to spend more time on business development and growth across client segments. So it's a win-win for everybody if you've got that type of segmentation strategy, more importantly, the tools to support that segmentation strategy. And that's where technology comes in. You come back to the, the digital issue. You have to have the right digital solution. You do. At a minimum, you've got to have prospecting and onboarding and easy ways to open an account and find an investment solution upfront. That's table stakes these days. And if you don't have that, you're missing out on a client segment that will need to be the core of your book 10, 15 years from now. <laughs> if you're not looking at your older segment in your book and finding ways to efficiently serve them when they switch from growth to decumulation or accumulation to decumulation. So it's all about being really thoughtful about your segmentation strategy and then pairing the right level of technology and service model against those segments so you can be a financial advisor and provide financial advice to all. Blake Kennedy, Chief Product Officer of Inteliflow, thank you very much.